This song by a band called Mike and the Mechanics from the 80s. And I was driving down the road and I heard the song and I loved it and it usually makes me cry, but it really made me cry this time. The lyrics in that song toward the end of the verse, he says, I wasn't there that morning when my father passed away. I didn't get to tell him all the things I had to say. I think I caught his spirit later that same year. I'm sure I heard his echo in my baby's newborn tears. I just wish I could have told him in the living years. You remember that song? We can listen as well as we hear. Yeah, well, listen, it's been one hell of a week, just to put it like it is. It's been one hell of a month and year. And my goodness, this week I was so incredibly heavy, so incredibly burdened. And I thought to myself, man, what is going on? And I realized it's Tisha B'Av and that happened Thursday. And that always happens. And for those of you who aren't really familiar, Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av, it's the celebrating, uh, not celebrating, the remembrance of the destruction of the temple. And there's this three-week period from the 17th of Tammuz, the month before, to the ninth of Av that's just heavy. But every single year, even though the ninth of Av is coming, I always have these really hellacious weeks leading up to it. And then I remember, oh my goodness, it's the ninth of Av. I'm supposed to feel like crap. And when we read the book Echa, right? Lamentations, we read it. What a depressing book. Except for one little snippet in chapter three. But in my mind, I keep returning, he says, and I have hope and I see, but the rest of it, wow. But we read it and we got through Tisha B'Av and then, you know what, it should get better, but it didn't. And you know what I did? I decided, well, let me read Ecclesiastes. That's a really uplifting one. Which basically just says, you know what? This is it, man. Live life. Enjoy it. And my goodness, man. But guess what? It hasn't passed. It still feels heavy because the truth of the matter is it's a depressing time in the history of the world. Aren't you glad you got up out of bed and got all dolled up and dressed to come to Shabbat and be uplifted by that? But it's not supposed to be that way, especially right now. Because after Tisha B'Av, we move into these special readings that are called the Haftarot of Consolation. And we, big, we begin with this very special one today that we read that says, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ahami, Yomar, Elohekem. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. And six more from here that lead us into, into into Rosh Hashanah, and it's supposed to be beautiful. It's Shabbat Nachamu, but the year is telling me this is this year, Shabbat not for you. <laughs> no rest. It's supposed to be celebration and comfort and consolation. 
But there's an endless barrage of negativity that is hitting us every single day. If it's not racial divide, if it's not the word pandemic and disease and death and destruction and war and terror. Where's the consolation? Why do I still feel heavy? Maybe because I chose to read Lamentations and Ecclesiastes. I don't know. Every publication, every news story, every email, and I'm guilty of it. I keep opening sentences and stories by saying, well, oh, in, in these uncertain times, uh, well, with all the, with all the difficulties that are surrounding us and like, I'm, I'm facilitating it. I'm encouraging it. I learned this new term today, which people that are smarter than me already know. It's the attention economy. Is anyone familiar with what this is? Attention economy. It's a version of economics, which this is from Wikipedia. Pardon me, I did verify the source. Attention economics is an approach to the management of information that treats human attention as a scarce commodity and applies economic theory to solve various information management problems. Attention is a resource. A person has only so much of it. As content has grown increasingly abundant and immediately available, attention becomes a limiting factor in the consumption of information. So guess what? If they can control your information, you only have so much room for it. And when it's all bad, this is what it feels like. My dad, who always has some word of wisdom for me, every Thursday I'm in the OR with him This, this on doing laser surgery. Today, last Thursday, he told me this. We are, it feels like our country is on life support. We're, we're just, we're just like, we're not dead yet, but we're barely alive. But I got news for you. This has happened before. <laughs> that which has been is that which will be. This is the, the heading of Ecclesiastes 1 in the New American Standard. You know what the heading says? The futility of endeavor. Yes, that's exciting. Kids, let's be inspired. Open your Bibles to Ecclesiastes 1, the futility of endeavor. That which has been is that which will be, and that which has been done is that which will be done, and we know what comes next, so there is nothing new under Hashemesh, the sun. Is there anything of which one might say, see this, it is new. Already it has existed for ages which were before us. This, I told you it was depressing. This has happened before. It might not have been called coronavirus C19. As a matter of fact, just a little code. Here's something. This may have started this process in my mind. Annabelle said to me, I hate corona. I hate COVID-19. So we started pronouncing it like Orthodox Jews. And instead of saying COVID, we started saying COVID. Because, you know, in Ashkenaz Jewish pronunciation, the Torah is not the Torah, it's not the Torah, it's Torah. So we just started calling it Koivid to try to, like, lighten it up. 
And Annabelle was like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And my daughter, Annabelle, came to us. We were sitting outside, Kelly and I having a glass of wine. And she came and sat down and said, can I sit here? And the next thing I know, she burst into tears. She would be mortified if she knew I was telling you this. But she burst into tears, completely unexpected. But she's 16. She's a wildly hormonal, irrational teenage girl. And we thought... What, Annabelle? What is it? And then she proceeded to tell us how incredibly terrified she is about the world and what's happening around her. And I com- I'm completely oblivious to the effect that this is having on our young people and on us because our attention is consumed with this. Kelly, my stalwart, faithful, Ashet Chayil wife, we've had these conversations. It's weird. And then I read this quote from Henry David Thoreau. It's not what you look at. It's what you see. Bam! Thank you, Hank. It's not what you look at. It's what you See, you see, Tisha B'Av, it's about destruction, and that's all I feel right now. When I walk outside, when I turn on the TV, when I do anything, all I feel is destruction, and that's horrible. That's a horrible feeling. You don't stay at Tisha B'Av. This is a similar theological concept to the person when I talk to a Christian who says, I'm just going to stay at the foot of the cross. I'm just going to, just going to lay down here and just get beat up and beat myself up and lay at the foot of the cross. I get that. There's a place for that. And then you get up and you go to the empty tomb and you say, thank you, God, that there's hope. I'm not going to sit here and wallow in this. Ecclesiastes does have some good points where he says this, and it's important to realize right here, right now. Any Jesus Jones fans, if you remember Mike and the Mechanics, Jesus Jones had a song called Right Here, Right Now. This is what Ecclesiastes says. There is an appointed time for everything. There's a time for every event under heaven. Do you hear that? God is never surprised and everything's on schedule just like he wants it. Time to give birth, time to die, time to plant, time to uproot what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, time to weep, time to laugh, time to mourn, time to dance, and a lot of other times. A time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. That's scary, but that's happening. This is the time. And here's another great quote from Teddy Roosevelt, do what you can with what you have where you are. That's pretty common sense, isn't it? Do what you can with what you have where you are. It's time to do that, guys. It's time to change the narrative. This isn't some, I mean, I, you're at a synagogue, so I, I did read something from the Bible, so you can say that this message is biblically based. 
This is about our lives. This is about living the rest of our lives. If I never, ever, ever, ever hear somebody say again, in these uncertain times, in these dangerous situations that are surrounding us, it is that. It is that. I recognize it. We have people in this congregation who have lost relatives to the disease called COVID. But it's time to redirect and reclaim our attention. And there's another song. Because... When I get down, I just listen to music, and it changes. Mike and the Mechanics to Jesus Jones to Stephen Curtis Chapman, who has a great song. I can reminisce about the already. I can worry and fret about the not yet. When it all comes down, what's he say? I know it really, really all comes down to the right now. So right now I'm living the next five minutes. The next five minutes. It's remarkable. Imagine if for just a little while we can focus, as Jesus Jones said, right here, right now, and re claim our attention from the people who are monopolizing it. That's what I want us to do. So, like I said at the opening of this service when I said you'll understand this later, in these uncertain times, you won't hear me say it again. Because they are, and that's the reality of it. But we have to move beyond this. We have to change our course. It's not what You look at, it's what you see. What do you as a disciple of Yeshua, a child of the Most High God, see? I see hope, I see future, and even Ecclesiastes said it. He said at the end of this thing, where is it? Where is it? It's not all depressing. He has made everything in its time, and listen to this, he has also set eternity in their hearts. That's where the hope resides. Yeshua himself said, listen to me, guys. You're going to have, paraphrase with the pessimist spin, guys, you're going to have a horrible life at times. He didn't actually say that. He said you'll have some troubles. But listen, you'll have a horrible life at times. Take heart. You've got eternity in your heart because I am going to put it there. And you have hope and you have a future. And the bottom line, Life is happening around us right now. And because of our attention deficit disorder that's being put upon us, we're missing it. I miss my daughter dying on the vine because she's scared because I'm worried about stocks or who cares, man. And you say, this is completely contrary to what the book of Proverbs says, Damien. It says, make plans, prepare for the future, be like the ant. Yeah, do all that. Use common sense and logic. But it is time to recapture our minds, friends. Have I, have I communicated that that's the theme of this message yet? It says, take, 
take every thought captive, right? Will they, proverbial, atmospheric they, are trying to take all of your thoughts from you. This is not a conspiracy theory message. This is life is happening right around you. Don't miss it because they're taking something from you. Your family, your friends, food, a good meal, a glass of wine. Ecclesiastes has something good to say. There are some things in life that for the next, let's go, let's be generous for the next 15 minutes. Every time I am going to enjoy the fact that my life is happening around me right now. And guess what? God forbid I might die. Is that the worst thing? I'm not going to go down that. That's a very different conversation. Right now I'm living the next five minutes like these were the last five minutes. Cause I know the next five minutes may be all I have. Take it back, guys. There's this buzzword in the world that's called mindfulness. You know this word? Mindfulness. It's actually a great Musar strategy to be mindful, to be aware, to be present in the moment, to be here and now. Well, what would Jesus think about that? That sounds like some kind of mystical yoga. No, it's a practical way to be present in your life and not be afraid. And I'm not talking faith over fear and the crosses are beautiful. And I love going around and seeing all the decorations that everyone has where they have the cross and the faith over fear. I'm talking keep your faith, but use some wisdom, use some rationality, use some mindfulness, use some success strategies in your mind to not let them take your life from you because that's what's happening if you need to blow up your computer to keep from getting on social media and getting sucked into it blow it up yeshua said it's better to go in without an arm or a uh, uh, what is it an eye or a hand it's much better to go through life without your social media and be sane so anyway that's not what this is and 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 I'm concluding this because I told you it would be short and it's not because I'm passionate because I think this matters to us I think we need to be reminded life is a gift and there are so many wonderful quotes we could throw at that but that's the bottom line you got this life and I know that it's weird and difficult out there. It's okay. Keep trucking. Yeshua said, hey, look up. I got you. It's all good. God's got you. Rabbi Akiva, after the destruction of the temple, I'll just read it to you. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Elazar, Ben Nazaria, Rav Joshua, Rav Akiva, they were walking towards Jerusalem. And when they reached Mount Scopus, from which it is possible to see the Temple Mount, they tore their clothing. When they arrived at the Temple Mount, they saw a fox running out of the area where the Holy of Holies had been. They began to cry while Rabbi Akiva started laughing. They said to him, why are you laughing? 
He replied, Isaiah the prophet said, I will bring two reliable witnesses regarding my people, Uriah the priest and Zechariah ben, whatever his dad's name was. The verse in Isaiah makes Zechariah's prophecy dependent on Uriah's. I'm going to translate this. In Uriah's case, it is written, Therefore, because of you, Zion will be plowed under like a field. In the case of Zechariah, we find yet again elderly men and elderly women will sit in the streets of Jerusalem. Now that I have seen the first prophecy fulfilled, that is that destruction surrounds us everywhere. The world seems to be at an end. Our holy temple has been plowed under. What hope do we have? Now that I see that, I can laugh with hope because if that one got done, then the second one will get done, which says I can see Zechariah's prophecy that men and women will again sit in the streets of Jerusalem. That prophecy too will be fulfilled. And hearing that, Rabbi Akiva's colleague said to him, Akiva, you have comforted us. Why? Because it's not what you look at. It's what you see. Don't hide it under a bushel. Good King James language. I don't even know what a bushel is. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Right? So here's where this ends. I was in Kroger. Got to wear a mask when you go to Kroger, right? So it was Shabbat. I was going into Kroger. And it was Shabbat. Did I tell you that? It was about to be Shabbat. And I was... Super excited because it was about to be Shabbat. And I'm walking around and I'm smiling at people. <laughs> and I go to the cash register and I buy my stuff. And the lady has to, of course, anyone ever made it through self-checkout without having to have them come over and do something every single time? Sooner or later, you think, you know what? I'll just wait in the line to save the time of waiting for them. But anyway, that's another thing. But she came over and did something and I went, thank you. Thank you very much. And she was going. And I realized. I realized it. I totally forgot about this. And I couldn't see her face and she couldn't see my face. And all the joy is hidden. And we can't even smile at each other anymore in a Kroger. Because we can't see it. This is not a political statement about masks or anything. I could care less about masks. But what I'm saying and why I'm doing this is because that represents to me everything that I'm trying to say to you right now. It's not what you look at. It's what you see. See the smile behind the mask and for God's sake in heaven, even if they can't see yours, let your light shine right now, let's take it back. Amen. Shabbat Shalom. We're building the kingdom. 
and thankful that you're a part of that mission. If this teaching inspired you, please consider a financial gift to support the work of Shalom Macon. Visit MaconMessianic.com and click Give Online. May the Lord bless and keep you.